The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia. Brian Broadus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. Season 19, episode number 76. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Amber's out today, but I got Brian and Patrick in with me. We'll be talking Cowboys versus Commanders. That happens tomorrow. I guess the time's 3.30, I think. 3.30. 3.30 local time here, Mm -hmm. central time zone. Uh, so we're going to get into that, uh, give you our picks before we get to the end of the show. Um, and I want to start a little bit first. We're going to get some injury updates, but I also want to talk about a player yesterday that got waived um, that I want to get some interest from you guys on whether you would do something with that uh, that player. We'll talk about that. Is that soon. official? That, that, player, waived? Did that player get waived? I think it did. Is he on the waiver wire? I thought he was. On, I thought he was on the waiver wire yesterday. He's on the waiver wire? He's on the waiver wire yesterday. Okay. He's he's on on the the I just want to make sure we can talk about him. I just want to make sure. I know this player. I yeah. just want to make sure okay. that he was on well, the waiver actually, wire. I saw, I saw what you tweeted. That's why I was like, yeah, we're talking about it. Okay. But but we'll get to it. Like, give me some injury updates first here. A couple guys did not practice again I didn't know what path you were going down. A lot of people listen to this show now. Just a lot of people don't know. If they don't know, like we have to be very careful because very careful. the NFL can sometimes give our people a phone call and say that yeah. we're tampering because we talk about players. So we're very careful about talking about players that are on other teams. But I think it is official that this he is, is on the waiver game. wire. I he think is. he's on the waiver wire at this point. So yeah. we can talk about the young man. So we can yeah, talk we can. about it. All right, we're going to get to that. Let's talk first about injuries. Rico Dowdle. J. Ron Curse, where are we? Uh, Rico Dowdle sounds like with the uh, the conference call that Mike McCarthy just had with with a handful of media that there is optimism that Rico can take the field on tomorrow. He's been participating in uh, the walkthroughs as well as the meetings, um, and of course today is going to be another practice. But it sounds like Rico is going to participate in today's um, practice as well. And the needle is pointing up. We'll see if that's a game time decision. But there's at least some optimism there. Uh, as far as Ceedee Lamb, I asked him, you know, straight up yesterday before the injury report came out, said, "Hey, you got banged up." a little bit. How's the ankle? How are you feeling? He said, and I'll quote, I'll be out there getting active, uh, end quote. And then injury report came out. He was a full participant yeah. yesterday. Um, so it looks like he's a full go. Um, J. Ron Curse, harping back to what I said yesterday, I'm not feeling confident about him. And that was prior to what McCarthy just said not an hour ago. Uh, he said that Curse has to practice today to have even a remote chance of taking the field tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and take that as you can probably scratch J. Ron Curse. We'll see if that's the case, but uh, needle is pointing down there. So uh, backs are just yeah, like, backs, yeah. Backs, yeah. backs backs tightness is yeah, the is how they're and on a short week on a short yeah, week and a right, short yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I say pencil in uh, more Wanye Thomas, probably yeah. sprinkle in some Israel Mukwamu as well. But I want to uh, see him. Yeah, I want to yeah. see him. I, I, I don't see J. Ron taking the field. Tomorrow, uh, not t- tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I'm, I'm We're losing here. my days. It's losing Thanksgiving days. already, bro. God, it's came. So yeah, so that's where we are with that. Michael Gallup had um, he missed yesterday because of a personal reason. He's back uh, today. He was in the locker room last night, but McCarthy said he'll be back at practice today, uh, and everyone else is expected to take the field. Awesome. So it looks good. Rico Dowdle, J. Ron Curse, the two we'll keep an eye on, yep. especially J. Ron Curse uh, heading into tomorrow's game. So let's talk about this uh, this player. Uh, By Darius, the way, yeah. real quick on that, we because we, we broke down the commanders, Logan Thomas and stuff, yeah. how they 
how the safeties play against him tomorrow in this game, I think will be really important. So if Curse can't go, is it, you know, Thomas, Wilson, those, I mean. It, Who do you think is a better cover guy between Curse and Thomas? Thomas. I think, and I mean, I don't know, Patrick might disagree with me, but to me, I see a guy that when you watch, he, he plays with a little bit more of a burst. I think that Curse is more straight line. Yeah. And if you ask him to have to flip and turn, he's a longer guy. Yeah. And it's just yeah. natural when yeah. you when you scout these guys and they're they're high cut. And we say high cut, they they're wasted, they're short upper body, you know, and high wasted. And so when you watch those guys play, they don't naturally look smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some guys that can that can pedal, turn, long-legged guys, and it's like, whoa, you know, that gets your attention. Yeah. But generally, guys that are long-limbed don't look quick, and they're not quick. But they can play downhill. Yeah. Uh, Thomas, to me, is a little bit more shifty because when you watch him play, when you watch him play on special teams, his ability to avoid. You know, Curse had a really good rush the other day where he avoided, but it was downhill mm-hmm. and it was a little bit of a slight movement. If I had to say, let me cover it with a guy, I'm going to throw Thomas. I think he's got a little bit more corner skill to his game. Yeah, I do agree. I believe Thomas is a, a better cover guy because of all the reasons that Brian said. He hit them all on the head. It's not that J-Ron is uh, worse at coverage. He's different in how he covers. So right. what you're going to give up to get Wanye's uh, quickness and his burst is you're giving up the length. You're giving up that you wingspan. You might need that for D- Logan Thomas. Right. You're giving so up six, that, wing, six, yeah. that wingspan that, you're going, that you'd have with J-Ron Curse. But with Curse being that longer uh, defensive back, he doesn't have the ability to change direction as yeah. quickly as Wanye, who's obviously a little bit closer to the ground, lower center of gravity. Um, and Wanye can be a little bit more physical. Not to say that uh, J-Ron is not physical, but Wanye is more compact, a little more stout, ready to kind of drive through the guy. So two different types of coverage. Um, but Wanye does have a little bit more burst, a little bit quicker, but he doesn't have that length, that wingspan that, like he said, like Brian said, if you're going against Logan Thomas, that'll come in handy a time or two. All right, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Darius Leonard. He is a linebacker uh, that was with Indianapolis, uh, placed on waivers. Um, So the first thing is he has to clear waivers. I think what I read is basically his contract right now will cost roughly about $6.1 million is where his contract is for this year. Um, And then if he gets past waivers, then obviously he'd be available to sign with whomever he chooses to sign. My question is first, Brian, give us a scouting report on what you've seen from him this this year because we know traditionally this has been a guy that's been a really good linebacker, oh, one of the yeah. better linebackers in the league. What is he now at this point in his career? Okay, team you need to worry about as far as potential claim is Chicago. And I say this because his best years was with Matt Eberflus. Mm-hmm. Now if you're the front office in Chicago, are you thinking about making a change from your head coach? Do you bring in a guy like this to, you know, if Matt Eberflus steps up and says, hey, we could really use this guy. I coached him. I know this guy. You know, he could help us. You know, we're trying to rebuild this team. You know, Ryan Tolles, those guys could say, Poles could say, well, yeah, okay, thanks, coach. Mm-hmm. Because that's the team I think you'd have to worry about, the claim, just because the head coach has – familiarity with the player now there's some other teams that could use a linebacker you know philadelphia clearly is a team that could lose use linebacker help the thing about it is and they could maybe feel like well dallas could be in this but will dallas claim well to make sure we don't have to compete against dallas for this player 
we can go ahead and make the claim ourselves. Philadelphia is behind you in the in the in the yep. claiming order. Yeah, I would be worried about them. Yeah, so yeah. Philadelphia is a team that might they because of the situation there. Buffalo is another team. I mean, they just lost in the Kobe Dean in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah he's on IR now for a while. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're looking. Believe so it. they're yeah. So them Buffalo. There's some teams that are looking for linebacker help. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you the shows that we did leading up to uh, this period where Leonard gets released, we kept talking about if you could go trade for somebody, who would you trade for? We were trying to name positions. Oh, you need a corner, maybe. Maybe you need a linebacker. Maybe you know we were naming positions. I think the football gods just gave you one here. Mm-hmm. I think they gave you one. You know, and sometimes you don't get another chance. Um, We'll see. You know, Adam Pacifica, those guys upstairs are really good moving money around. You know, they can find ways to move money. If they get a chance to recruit somebody, they're good at doing that because yeah. they can make deals work. The player still has it. Watched three games of him play yesterday. I was looking to see if he lacked movement, balance, body control, anything to make me go away from that. Now, I'm calling some people, my gang is seven around the league, and trying to get an idea. Why would the Colts do this? You know, this is always something that you have to worry about. You see the tape. The tape looks positive. They don't play him in the nickel. You know, now, okay, Dallas doesn't play a lot of nickel. They play dime. And Dallas Dallas has plenty of guys they can throw in there at linebacker in the nickel. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. They throw all those safeties in there and play all that. So, But this guy, he's got length. He's got instincts. He's got the ability to finish. Uh, you know, there's a lot of really positive things when you're talking about a week 11, week 12 type of a player that somebody says, ah, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. I think you got to be ready to pounce here if you can. But the, the gamble is going to be do you want to make that claim? Because the, there's only, I think Buffalo's ahead of you, that team I brought up. Mm-hmm. Chicago's way ahead of yeah. you. You know, if Chicago but, wants him, they probably get him. Yeah, Chicago, yeah. Chicago wants him, but that's because of Eberflus. Right. Now, if you're the front office again, and you're Eber, and you're the you're like, I don't want to spend the money. <laughs> they might I'm be a, like, I don't know if he's going to be here. That's next that's year. exactly right. right. Yeah, that's right. exactly yeah. right. You, yeah, those you, evaluations are yeah, probably you, going like, on. Like you're yeah. trying to convince ownership that we're going to spend money on a linebacker. Yeah. You know, and and you know, they, and they got rid of Roquan Smith. Right. Which, you know, and Roquan hmm. Smith is now you yeah, watch playing the Ra- well. You yeah. watch the Ravens play, and he's getting making every tackle. Because and you're like going, going, okay, whose bright idea was to let go of Roquan Smith? Oh, yeah. we just didn't want to hmm. pay him. Oh, yeah. so now, now you want to pay, pay this guy? <laughs> so, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things going on here. Dallas Dallas will tell you they're always they're 24-7, 365. And I believe them on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, But this might be one where the, where, the, where the football gods give you an opportunity to add a, a piece that can help. Yeah. But we'll see. There's a, there's a lot of other teams that are probably thinking the same thing you are right now. But this guy could still play. The movement's there. The finish is there. Uh, the lateral agility, the downhill player, the sideline to sideline guy, the length for the position, and the fact that he, he could I – don't, I don't think he needs to come off the field unless somebody tells me something different. But the Colts played him like he was a two-down player. Maybe there's something else going on there. We we'll, we'll get and and maybe the, I know these guys across the hall yeah. from us, hell of a lot smarter than we are right now. We're just looking at the player and seeing it's an opportunity to add a player yeah. that at a position that they could surely use. Right. So that you wouldn't have available to you right. in most instances no. at this time of no, the year. But, yeah. But like I say, we were we were talking about okay, what positions would you trade for? Yeah. 
linebacker was one of them. Yeah, and everybody, absolutely. Was. And everybody watches on a week-to-week basis, and they watch Evans play, and they're like, oh, he's been okay. Watch Bell. Man, that guy's playing off his at, playing out of his ass for being a safety. Yeah. You know, what if you add a guy that's been kind of an all-pro, all-rookie yeah. player that's young, that still has that kind of ability. By the way, to a mix of defensive players that are really good, yeah. you start thinking about adding him to a Micah Parsons right. and a Deron Bland, and yeah. like that's where you that can would really free, that would free up yes. Micah to now no longer have to be off ball yes. linebacker. Yeah. Which, which the other day against the Giants, he played five snaps of coverage and they had three sacks. Yeah, you know he did what he had to do. Right, he did a, did a fine job of that. He really really did. But that might if you have. Someone like Leonard, it might make Micah be, okay, now let's think of full-time Micah defensive end guy. Which, going and, into the playoffs, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And a quick bit of housekeeping, because I saw that um, once the decision was made by the coach, there were a lot of Cowboys Nation who were kind of confused as far as how waiver wires work yeah. post-trade deadline. And they're saying, well, he's a vested veteran. Shouldn't he be a free agent? That stops at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. You so tweeted was, that out. Yes, that's a good, that's yeah, a good yeah. job. Because so you don't, want, you don't yeah. want teams just kind of letting guys go and then randomly now any team can. No, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. want to make so, sure that has to go through a waiver. So that's the, one, that's the biggest thing for uh, for fans to understand is that vested veterans, that doesn't matter after the trade t- deadline. Right. Everybody is subject to the waiver wire. And as far as the waiver wire order, it is now based upon the record of that particular week. So the Cowboys, as we have this conversation, 23rd yeah. uh, in the waiver wire order. Mm-hmm. So they it's a lot Head of, of Philly, teams though. that would have to pay. Head of I, Philly. That's the Head team I'm Philly. looking at. Like I'm like, this is a Philly kind of move. Yeah. Right? You go get a veteran guy that nobody else wants to necessarily pay the right. price of their contract, and you could use, and then it's an area where they need help right now with Nicobe Dean. Yeah. And they're giving you a free, they're they're giving you a linebacker that's young that can play, yeah. and you just are you willing to are you willing to pay the six million dollars? Yes, to get him I on. Absolutely, no, I, I, we we all, I think we all are. No, we all are. Well, now we're spending Jerry's it. money, but yeah, yeah. yeah. but the guys it. the guys that are on the practice field right now are thinking like. No, we're pretty happy with what we got, and I and I every time I hear that, I want to cry. You know, <laughs> I can respect that from a, from a camaraderie standpoint, but yeah. and I am we any, love our players, right? Yeah. But anyone who I follows me knows I, I'm not one that you know I don't follow the big name. So when the big yeah. name drops, I'm not the person that's always like, "Ooh, go get them." I'm often the person that's like, "Well, what can they bring? What's yeah. going on? What's the money? What's this? What's yeah. the fit?" But we're talking about Darius Shaquille Leonard. We're talking mm-hmm. about a four time All Pro. Shout out to the Got that in. I had to throw that in there. That, that's fair because we were talking about Roquan Smith. I yeah, slipped the go dogs in. Um, <laughs> but as recently as 2021. So he's less than two full seasons removed yeah. from being a first team all pro. You've seen what he can do before things went awry with him in Indianapolis. I love that Rashawn Evans is coming along. Yeah. I love what Marquise Bell is doing. Right. I love that Damone Clark is taking the next step. But if you, when this kind of player, comes available. And for those that say, oh, with some back issues, I will still pay $6 million for an 80% Darius Leonard. Yeah. Just it, trying it, for a year. In yeah. in this defense, which then allows Michael Parsons to drop back down right. more for, for, uh, for right. DE, gives you not just depth at linebacker, gives you a potential star linebacker in addition to what Marquise Bell is doing, Damone Clark and then Rashawn Evans rotating in as well. And like you said, this is a very Philadelphia Eagles type move. And the Eagles, if the Cowboys don't place the claim, you just got to bet money that Philadelphia and Howie Roseman will do it. So for two two reasons you should place the claim. One, you should want Rashawn Evans, yeah. and the money should not deter you. You mean Darius Leonard? Uh, Darius Leonard. Yeah. Uh, and the money should not deter you. Two, you don't want him in Philadelphia yeah. because you don't want to have to face him uh, on December 10th mm-hmm. and possibly in the playoffs as well. So you got enough reasons to say $6 million, yeah, we'll work that out. The other thing I, I would love about a move like this is I look at veterans like, like Leonard who are really good players, 
And even if, let's assume for a second that there is some injury that's kind of debilitating mm-hmm. and over time he's getting worse. If there is, I'm saying if there maybe is. some nerve right. stuff. Yeah. If that is the case, I still think guys like that that were so dominant at their position, mm-hmm. if they're at this point, I would say on a one year deal, give them that carrot, which yeah. is yeah. championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they have enough left in the tank? For the half of this season that's left and the playoffs to give you something that really can be extraordinary. Right. It's not like even a that, full season. Yeah, that's why I look at because for him, he might be looking at this is my last real shot to get yeah. a championship realistically right. before I retire. Ever. And and so can you get that? Can it muster enough for him to give you that extra whatever it's gonna take? And so for me, I'm like, it's a it's a no lose proposition. I mean, it's yeah. not a long term deal from the standpoint of money. I would look at it as it's a one, it's a half a season rental, and let's see what happens and throw the dice. This and, is and this is an all in kind of move for me. Get ready for San Francisco to claim him then too. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, put him with those linebackers. I mean, that's what, that's it. I mean, seriously, like sometimes you sit there and you just you're like, how did this happen? How do we get, we get to pull a claim in for this guy? Yeah, you know, and you're and now you're thinking if he if he goes to if he gets through waivers and there's people that believe that he might. I mean, this is going to turn into. I, I think that it's you're going to see which team really wants to win yeah. this the most. You really are. But you know, that's also the thing. I personally, I would go the route of I want to. If I want him, uh. I'm doing the waiver just because. If he got to being just a free agent, yeah. I'm not sure that the, the price wouldn't go up beyond that six point one million for the for, for that. Yeah. You know, you might end up paying very... more money than because I, I do think there are some teams that are in the playoff hunt that are going to need some linebacker help. And yeah. this kind of player available, uh, yeah. I think you might spend this, more money than than just placing this, a, a this, this season has a chance to be the season, has a chance to be special, and then you add the you know uh, the the benefit of you could probably do this in the same season that you induct Jimmy Johnson to the Ring of Honor and the the supposed curse is broken. I mean, let's just have some fun with this. It's Darius <laughs> Leonard. Let's not overthink it. You yeah. add him, and if it doesn't work out, okay, fine. If it works out, then additionally you might have a midterm answer for the absence of LVE. Doesn't mean it makes you. Come off a need a linebacker in April, but at least it maybe it's a one to two year bridge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's there's so many things that could go right, and whatever could go wrong really couldn't hurt you. Yeah. And it's worth the six million dollar risk. I think I think to me there's two ways this would go: either you get him or Chicago gets him. Hmm. Nobody else. I mean, I don't. I mean, when you, you know, start, if you, he I mean, ends up in Chicago again, I, 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 I still I, think I, you missed an like, opportunity, but does it hurt you? Well, no, Chicago's yeah. way ahead of you on yeah, a claim. Right, right. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If he gets claimed by Chicago, yeah. you and you, you got you, nothing to do about it. And, and, and we get the claim list, and Dallas is one of the three that claimed him. Now you're like going, okay, they tried. They tried. But I don't need him. I don't need Dallas to pass on a claim. And then all of a sudden I hear. San Francisco, Francisco and Philadelphia <laughs> both claimed him. Yeah, yeah, I don't need to hear that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard enough watching San Francisco pick off players at the trade deadline. Yeah, you know, uh, not yeah, not yeah. anymore. Thank you. All right, we're going to take our first break. We will come back. We'll talk about the Washington defense versus the Dallas offense. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language, you must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you back to the break how about this one head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday December 9th to experience rally day presented by SeatGeek take a tour of AT&T Stadium get autographs from Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and alumni play games head outside to Miller Lighthouse and even play on the field and don't forget to get your photo with Santa and Mrs. Claus Visit attstadium.com slash rally days for tickets and more information. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. The segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. All right, let's talk about the Washington defense. Uh, one thing that what stood do you out know? to me. Well, one thing that stood out to me as I started looking through it, obviously Chase Young, Montez Sweat uh, were, were traded yeah. uh, right before the trade deadline. And when I went back to look at their numbers, Check this out. The pressure rate that they got in games one through eight when they had those players mm-hmm. was 36.9%. They were 14th in the league. Since that time, three games, 9 through 11, weeks 9 through 11, they are down to 27.5% yeah. pressure rate, and they are 31st in the league. My question for you is, how is the loss of those two players affected what they do when it comes to the pass rush? Are they blitzing more? How do they actually try to get pressure? They, they really don't. <laughs> they just <laughs> that, gave, up, yeah. gave up? Well, no, yeah, they, they do. They, they've actually, they have tried to blitz a little bit more, and it, it's, they've, it, it's been a struggle for them. Uh, where they're going to win this game, and I mean win this game for them defensively, is with the two defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. That's where this game is going to hinge for them. I think their secondary is good enough to play with, with the Cowboys. I, I do. The, but the problem is, the pressure, the lack of pressure. Uh, they're going to try and win the middle of the pocket with with Payne and with Allen. Uh, Jamin Davis, the linebacker, I think is a really good player, though. Uh, kind of be a little bit hit and miss. But it's going to be about the middle pressure, pushing the pocket. Can you win with those guys? Can you control the running games? And then can you get the push? And then the secondary. I, I do like uh, St. Saint, uh, Juice. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a good player. I think Kendall Fuller's a good player. In the draft, I love Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. He's a thin kind of a guy. He's made you know made four starts, but they've got some corners. St. Juice can is one of those guys that can defend the pass. I mean, and I mean defend the pass and like stick with you, knock the ball 
down. He's got 15 of these deflections, and you watch him on tape. I watched all the plays. I'm like, how this guy makes plays. So you kind of break down the tape, go, oh, all balls to him. Boom, there you go. And, you know, you see him knocking passes down, staying with guys. So how they – the pressure is going to be a problem. Dallas can handle pressure. Dallas is good on the blitz pickup, whether it's – it's the both backs are very comfortable doing that. The line has done a really good job of sorting kind of that stuff out. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see. But if they could – those two guys inside, they have to block. You just – and the problem is they're both disruptive. You know, you try and run the ball, and, they're, and they just don't sit there and let grass – you know, don't kill the grass by just standing there. They're, they're moving. They're, like, knocking your guys back. They're penetrating. They're getting inside. And they're just being very disruptive. And especially when you try and pull guys or, or run schemes where they're up the field and now they, you know, they're, they're taking the, they're the linemen and shoving them into the other linemen. And now you, you can't run the hump. You I mean, you can't take your path to, to pulling things like that. So the, when Dallas it, on offense, it's going to come down to can Tyler Smith, can Biotish, who played really well last week, and Zach Martin, we talked to him yesterday. He, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Every week you're playing again. He's like, tell me about it. Yeah. You know, every he week. He has some rough matchups. Every, every week he's having to deal with some guy that's, uh, you know, that's, that's an all pro player. Yeah. And so th- this is, this game offensively will hinge on the three inside for the Cowboys against the two for the Commanders there defensively. Because yeah. I think Dallas, like I say, I think the Commanders can cover. But I also feel like that Dallas can separate, can get, can get some, can get some space against these guys. It's a really aggressive group in the way that they play. But if you know, with no, with a lack of pass rush, give Dak Prescott an opportunity to scan the field. These receivers are, I mean, these defensive backs are going to have to hang on. Yeah. And I, and I think they're capable. But I could see. I'm not going to say it's like they've played some bad secondaries. I don't think this is one the bad secondary. They, these guys don't have the edge players mm-hmm. that a lot of teams have. Mm-hmm. But where they're where they're the best is at that defensive tackle spot. Yeah. And so to your point, attack the edges. Uh and when you're trying yeah. to run the ball, attack the edges. The Cowboys know that Allen Payne uh combo all too well. It is yeah. it is not something that you want to keep trying. That's a brick wall, man. Yeah. It is really a brick wall. So, you know, you have the the running backs who have the ability to attack the edges. They have the speed. Attack them that way. Force guys like who aren't Chase Young, who yeah. aren't Montez Sweat and Sweat has been a, a thorn in the Cowboys ass time and again. So yeah. he's out of the building now. Um so that's going to force long Longer coverage windows to what Brian is saying. It's not that the, the commander's secondary uh, is below par. They just are being forced to cover for long periods of time, and that's going to be advantage Cowboys because you're being forced to cover guys like Brandon Cooks and CeeDee mm-hmm. Lamb for longer periods of time. And, of course, CeeDee Lamb is moving around a lot as well. Yep. Uh, Jake Ferguson, I think that he could have a, a nice game against the commanders up the seam and at the second level, getting yep. some yak against eventually what would become a tired secondary from having to cover for so long over the first couple of uh, quarters so that's how you attack them I look at where the the strength is and try to avoid it because you you are still trying to get your running game going you've not established that as a right. strength they've established their defensive tackles as a strength so no point in playing into that game just simply say hey we know you might be better at us there but we're better than you at the edges and that's where we're going to attack the one thing that Dak Prescott at any quarterback will tell you is it's the, they can handle the stuff that comes off the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's when you get, and we saw it last week in yeah. the game for the you know for uh, for Bryce Young, 
when the middle of that pocket, when when you got guys twisting the inside and there's push, and then and then their center's just getting destroyed by Tank, and then he's you know, you you can't deal with inside middle pressure kills offenses, and 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 it's like I say, these two guys, Dallas, I, I, I'm hopeful, like I said, hopeful. That Biotis continues on because he played last week. I thought he was really, really good. They mm-hmm. and I was asking Zach about that yesterday. They got some of the running game things going. It looked like they were in a little bit better. The cohesiveness of okay, you got to you got to be here, and I'm going to be here, and we're going to push this, and we're going to get outside, or we're going to you know taking the steps that they need to do. But and Tyler Smith's been phenomenal. Yeah, in the left guard. Yeah, he, he has. He has been phenomenal. Well, to be honest, I, I was going to go there with the next question. I think the left side of the line. I think these last few weeks, these guys have been yeah. playing out of their yeah. minds. Yeah. Yeah. My question for you guys: What do you think of the of the right side? I know Terrence still had some issues there, uh, but last two games, no, last two games, right? No, last two games, and and I and I, I'm not going to lie, I was worried about Brian Burns because Brian Burns to me was dealing with Hassan Reddick that was that okay I'm going to give you a lot of movement I'm going to attack your corner I'm going to dip underneath you oh no I'm going to run inside of you he did a great job of holding up in that football game because he didn't let Burns and then we knew when you run the ball at Burns you can make some hay yeah and and that's what they were able to do so he beat up Burns in that game uh, this will be a little bit. He could actually maybe catch his breath in this one yeah. you know, on the edges. The how, do, how do you think Zach holds up against these defensive tackles? I, I think Zach will hold up as well as Zach Martin can hold up, and then that's that's a good thing because Zach Martin is always going to be Zach Martin. But we we'd be remiss if we pretended that he's going to win every single rep. He's not going to win every single rep is, against a fellow All Pro. That's an honest opinion right there yeah. because there's some times, and I think Zach Martin will admit. There has been some times where he's been a one-legged football player, where all of a sudden he's dealing with power and he, he hits a guy, and it's like, uh-oh, you know, I'm not moving this guy, mm-hmm. and now he's moving me a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's been some times where Zach Martin will, will in your in my my mind and eye and heart will always be Zach Martin, but we're starting to see some of those times where he's hitting somebody really hard, and it, and it's like when you're catching that big lunker bass and you try and set the hook. And you can't move him. Mm-hmm. Zach's kind of. Uh, I yeah. can't move yeah. him. I can't yeah. move that guy. Yeah. You know. And back in the day, he would move that guy right. with a punch. He's 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 holding on really right. There's, there's, and holding on is a bad word. Yeah. He is. He's having to fight a lot harder than he did two three years yeah. ago. It's not that I, I don't think it's that he's necessarily. Like you say, he's not. He's not worse. No, it's more, it's no, more of a situation. No, no. He's, he's playing to, against he's some badass. Yeah, he's having to play tackles. differently too. Yeah. Like you can tell, he's having to work. To, yeah, to, yeah, on some 100%. of these guys. Well, before it looked very, Natural. it always looked very easy for Zach yeah, Martin. Yeah. And this year, I, I'd all, I'd wondered if it was just me seeing it. I was seeing there were plays where it's no, like, it's, it's no, there, man, no. that was a rough, that was a rough it's rep. There. The guy didn't get it's there, there. Yeah. but it was a rough rep. It, that was it's one there. where where Zach probably had well, to take a deep breath in the, right. in the huddle and be like, okay, let me well, get myself back. Zach, right. Zach still has, he still has the same armor he's always had. Right. But but there are a couple of cracks in the armor. Yeah. There are a couple of cracks in the armor that comes with going against all of these badasses week in and week out. A little yeah, bit. Yeah. Really I, I shouldn't say that because I said that about somebody. Maybe somebody else was slowing down and they had six sacks. <laughs> right. But the uh, it was a question, by the way. But yeah. the thing about it with Zach is that, and he knows it. When you talk to him, he 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 talks about. He brings up. There was never a time you you talk to him and he would talk about. He's like, man, Dexter Lawrence this week. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah. You know, woo. yeah. You know, he knows. He knows that maybe that his. You know, he's seeing. He's seeing ahead, big picture. He's like. Damn, he goes, every week I'm fighting one of these guys. Yeah. 
And, you know, and there was a time where every week that the other opponent was going, damn, I'm fighting this guy again. Yeah. And I think Zach, I mean, he's he's battling it to a level where it's his his just a little bit below where he is is still better than anybody yeah, else that's in the game. But there was a time where he was the gold standard yeah. for, you know, like when you watch him play, it was hit, control, turn. It's yeah, kind of what yeah, we're seeing from yeah. Tyler right now. Like, yeah. if, you, if you watch it, it's yeah. interesting because Tyler's playing some really outstanding football. Yeah. And, you, and you could see several plays in every game right. where he absolutely dominates the guy in front yeah. of him. I mean, Just absolutely a, a younger, dominates younger, the guy. Younger, yeah. stronger guy. Yeah. I was going to say, exactly. and that ultimately yeah. it comes down to that. I mean, Zach Martin right now is still arguably the best right guard right. In, in all of the league. And I would say arguably the best guard because uh, you're looking at Tyler and you're like, eh, it's Tyler, Tyler, Creek, that's there, Tyler yeah. right there. Is he in but, that conversation? I mean, but we're also talking about a 33-year-old in Zach Martin. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's on the back end of the season. And then when you look at who he's having to go against, yeah, it, it can wear him on a little bit. But he'll hold his own. Yeah. He might not win every rep yeah, against there, a guy that, like Payne and Allen, but yeah. he'll hold his own. But what's promising to your Terrence Steele question was, uh, did he win every rep against the Panthers? No, but he won most of them. Yeah. And one that should flash and, and show promise going forward was when the Tony Pollard yeah. right end and and Steel is out there. It's I hop all you can eat. He's just stacked. It's just pancakes. He's yeah. just bodying guys. So yeah. I think the right end right side will be f- just fine, especially considering the edges have been weakened with the Washington Commanders and those trades. Yeah, I, you know I, I would give anything, and it's so unfortunate that that would happen with Frederick. Mm-hmm. You know, with it with the God, sickness and all that. Because right beard. right now, like if you had. Tyler Smith, Frederick, and Martin all playing inside. I, I, oh, my gosh, yeah. Good <laughs> yeah, luck. I mean, that would be yeah, – because man. the way – Frederick would cut the defense in half yeah. the way that he would get up the field. I mean, you, you, that guy at Philadelphia, we, we all watched it, you know, in that Monday night game, it's pulling and doing things. That that was Travis Frederick, too. Yeah. Yeah. Travis Frederick was that guy that's, you know, playing at Philadelphia right now. Yep. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. we got a little more commentary on this matchup, Cowboys versus Car- uh, Commanders, sorry. And, uh, and then we'll get to our picks here before the end of the show. We'll be back, DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change, a proud partner of the Cowboys. It's faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYS. 
VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. All right, here we are. Is it uh, what day are we at here? Today's Tuesday. Hey, it's Wednesday. Can it relate? Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I need to can the relate. Page. Oh, here we go. Now I'm at the right page. It's uh, all this stuff. Oh, here we go. It's a Christmas tour at the Star. Experience the magic of the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at Christmas time. Available through the holiday season on select dates only. Christmas tours of the Star get the, you a VIP viewing at the Cowboys Christmas. Extravaganza. Extravaganza and a holiday-themed guided tour of the star and a fest- and festive takeaways, including a limited di- a limited edition ornament and a Santa hat. Space is limited. Book your visit at the star and frisco.com slash tours today. I'm sorry about that. Christmas if you're, tour if you're doing a tour, you need to try over. to do it at around like 11 o'clock. That way you get to come through here while we're on the air. Yeah. It's always nice to see our, our listeners on the tour because you can tell when they come around the corner they're like yeah the break let's go don't so, don't don't act like your favorite time is when you're having lunch and people walk no. by as you're like well that's also why I, like, I get my food salmon. and i go back to my office you, got, you, you get yeah, that body of chicken I don't, strips I don't sit and trying to cut your salmon yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't sit in the oh, fish bowl. Look, at, look at Derek. he's, <laughs> he's eating his salad like they're watching us in the wild yeah right it's so funny i'm sitting there one time i mean i had a hamburger i was like i was wrist deep in one of those burgers it's like just drizzling down my arm, and like people are like watching me, and I'm like, "There's Brian Broaddus, and I'm like I'm, eating a cheeseburger, and it's just all over my face and my wrist." And now I'm trying to grab this napkin, you know. And yeah. I do need to real quick before we move on, I need to give a quick shout out to our guys from UK uh, Cowboys. Yes. They are in town. Oh, what they a came person. in for Thanksgiving. They brought all kinds of gifts, man. They brought me some whiskey. I was like, Wait, yes. where's, where's my whiskey? Where, what, you got uh, whiskey? Hold, I got a bow tie. I love the bow tie. <laughs> yeah, Thank but, you guys for the bow tie. It was, tie, it was by just the way. a nice. It was a nice. Oh, I brought gift. I brought a G Bag Nation flag for him, and they but yeah. were they already at the bar. Do I need yeah. to walk across? Yeah, the probably street? so. I'm guessing they're at the bar. Those guys go hard. They As go we hard. found out when we went to London, and we went spent hard a week with, with them. them. Yeah, we went. Yeah, hard that was with a them. that was a week I will never forget, and probably don't want to relive. Like it was. Oh, we need to go back. Yeah, we need to go. It was crazy, but but yeah, they're in town. They're going to be joining the game tomorrow. Yep, I think they got an event. Friday, uh, I think they were saying, and maybe have some players out there Friday or Saturday. Uh, but they're in town for Great the game, crew. so I got to give those guys a little shout. If out. you those see are guys. him though, if you see him at the stadium tomorrow, say hello. They, they're, yeah. the, they're the yeah. friendliest they, guys. They'll probably have on some UK Cowboys stuff. If you see anybody wearing UK Cowboys stuff, make sure you stop and yeah, say hi. Two beers in each hands, and, they'll, and then yeah. the accents are awesome. Great guys, yes. great guys. All right, a couple quick things before we jump right back into the football talk. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Deron Bland has been named NFC Defensive Player of the Week. So mm-hmm. let's give Deron Bland. Needs, just gonna say need to be <laughs> say it with your chest needs to happen Under, just gonna say. underrated player voted yeah, by the players needs, needs to happen that, that, needs that, to that happen. thing yeah. yeah so absolutely shouts out to Deron Bland keep on balling, doing, yeah keep on doing what you're doing and yeah. uh, hopefully he breaks the record on a special day like Thanksgiving so that would be nice he'll have the chance that yeah. would be nice all right real quick I do I would like to get one quick question here from a fan we got a car, uh, um, I'm sorry a question from Twitter 
from uh, Brett Bender. He says, how will the Cowboys handle the three games in 12 days, particularly from a practice yeah. standpoint? He says he feels like they're always underprepared for at least one of those games. What do you think of, of kind of how the Cowboys handle it? What what can fans expect from the standpoint of their practice schedule and how they get ready for these three games? Um, Mike McCarthy realized that sleep is no longer for the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike said that at some, at, you know, for the majority of his coaching career, he felt that quote unquote sleep was for the week. And then mm-hmm. he said, how stupid is that? Yeah. Um, sleep it, matters. It, yeah. So it does matter. They're, they're, you know, the coaching staff, they're very keyed in on the GPS numbers of these guys, managing these guys' workload. And that's why this week, two games in four days, it's been basically three walkthroughs going into the game. You're not going to see a full-on practice. So that's that's basically how the Cowboys are managing yeah. it. They're, they don't want to put any unnecessary reps or contact on these guys with three games in uh, 11 days. So I think they'll be fine because I think Mike McCarthy's figured it out. And that's why they continue to do what they do at home. There used to be a fun time where you didn't have to play a game on a Thursday after a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'd you, have that ten day. We always, we always were like cheerleading, like, yeah, win the yeah. win the Thanksgiving Day game, and then you got the extra time to get ready. Well, now the league says not so fast, and so yeah, uh, I did notice walking into the facility today. Then before a game, here you are practicing that helmets on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually like you're thinking about walk through, walk through. Maybe a little bit. Maybe it was slow, 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 and then maybe a Ramp little up. bit, a yeah. little bit more today, a little bit yeah. more, but not to the point Just where they're banging enough around. To, enough yeah, to make your body wake up your body. Right, they're wearing yeah. helmets. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. I mean, I, I like before practice, uh, before a game, you're thinking like, wow. Yeah. But that's McCarr. I mean, I will give him credit for that. There are things that I will absolutely go after him on. But the fact of the way his team, he finds a way. He has an understanding of how to keep his team upright. And the and the guys and gals that I know in this organization that that really manage these players appreciate that. Yeah, you they know really one. Do. You know one thing I'll point out. You just mentioned the kind of the back to back Thursday games. I actually think that's an advantage for Dallas. Here's why. Because most well, let play at home now. Well, Both not only that, yeah. not only that, but most times when you're playing a Thursday game, you and the other team are in the same boat. You both are coming yeah. off at least a Sunday game, right. and then you're playing like Thursday. Cowboys are going to actually get a full seven days of practice before Seattle. When Seattle will come in playing on a on a short week, are they playing tomorrow? They're playing Sunday. Oh no, no they're, 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 no, they're playing. Oh, no, they are playing tomorrow. They're, they're, so they're, they're going to be Sunday. I was yeah, going to say that would be an advantage. No, no, they, if you're playing. Yeah. But I guess the the beautiful thing is at least you got a seven seven day week, so that's a normal week, yeah. and then you'll get a ten day after that. Right. So I still think it's a, a valuable thing for the Cowboys. I don't think it hurts to just push off that 10-day week until after the second game, as long as you're still going to get a seven-day in And between. it's a 10-day week going into the yeah, rematch week going into the going rematch to Philly. with yeah. Philly. So yeah. there you go. Because so that be that's a normal week for Philly. They still have seven days between games. Cowboys get an extra two or three. Right. All right. Let's get some picks. What do you guys think is going to happen tomorrow? Cowboys versus Commanders, Thanksgiving Day, 3.30 p.m. at AT&T Stadium. Logic will tell you that they'll probably blow these guys out, right? Because they score 50 points every home game, right? Nowadays. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think this is going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. I do. And I think Dallas will win this game. But I'm, I'm looking more like I, I think there's some things skill-wise with these commander receivers. I'll be interested if, if Eric Bieniemy decides in a short week, let's, let's test this Dallas run defense and see if they've kind of got things squared up a little bit. The Cowboys are their own worst enemy when they play run defense, when they get off balance, when they get turned, knocked around, stuff like that. So I'll be interested to see if they challenge them. I'm going to say this is one of those games where Dallas finds a way to win it. It's going to be a 27-24 to game. I I think it's going to be really, really close at the end. Dallas probably will have a lead and have to kind of hang on a little bit. I think it's close at the half, and then the Cowboys start pulling away. For me, until someone 
shows me that they can slow down the dominance of the Cowboys at home. You know, until you see it, it's not happened yet. So I I do feel like the Cowboys are going to win by a sizable margin. Mm -hmm. Um, This is still a commander's team, although they are better in the secondary than people will give them credit for. They don't have the edge rushers. They have the two dogs in the middle, but not the edge rushers. Cowboys offense at home has just become ridiculous. Um, So it's a dogfight going into halftime. Cowboys make some adjustments. Commanders can't um, match serve with that. Cowboys take it 43-17. Mm. I think this offense of the, of the 40 I – mean, I'm sorry, not of the uh, Commanders is – I don't think they get enough credit for what they're doing. You mm. look across the games that they've played, they've put up some points. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've lost some close games, but they've put up some points. I think this is going to be a shootout tomorrow. And I don't think it will be a – I don't think it will be a situation where the Cowboys pull away in the first half or second half. I think this is going to be a shootout. I think it's going to come down to final possessions. I think the Cowboys will win, but I think it's going to be a close game, and I think it's going to be a lot of scoring. I think the final score is 38-34. Dallas wins, uh, and it'll be very similar to what they did against Philadelphia and a lot of other teams this year. They played them really, really close, um, and and they just came up short at the end of the day. They don't have enough to be able to get over that hump, and I think Dallas has a little more on the offensive side of the ball, but I do think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a fun game for those that don't have a rooting interest. <laughs> if you got a rooting interest, it might be like heartburn after, your eating, your, after yeah. eating your Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. It might be heartburn, but but hopefully the Cowboys come out on top, and I think they will. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday. We're not in on Friday, but Monday we'll be back. We'll tell you what went right and wrong for the Cowboys, and we will quickly start getting you ready for Cowboys versus the Seahawks. We'll be back. Till then, for Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!